check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show aloha it's jason from hawaii welcome to a very special edition of the comics for fun and profit podcast in this episode i will be interviewing friends of the podcast writers tom pyre and Stuart moore they are here to celebrate ahoy comic magazine's fifth anniversary and to promote their latest series the wrong earth we could be heroes um issue one is already out in stores issue two comes out on december 6th and also to captain ginger the last feeder now issue one is already in stores already issue two comes out on december 13th now these two um two-part miniseries are to celebrate um ahoy comics milestone tom and Stuart, welcome to the comics for fun and profit podcast how are you guys doing today Great, Jason. Nice to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you very much. Now, um, Tom and Stuart, you know, today's interview will focus, you know, up on Ahoy Comics, you know, um, your works at Ahoy. I'm going to ask, are there any other comics or any other works that you would like listeners to check out before we get into the interview? Oh, well, let's see. We've got, well, we do have a few different fifth anniversary titles, which we'll be getting into. Okay. All right. Stuart, what about you? Um, I, because I know you got some couple books from Akinoid books. Do you want to promote books? Yeah. The, um, that's the, the Marvel novels. Uh, I have, I've, I've written two, um, I've written a bunch of Marvel novels over the years, but uh, the latest two are from the Marvel crisis protocol series. Um, and the latest that's target pre and the latest one is into the dark dimension. And those are big giant scale, hopefully fun, exhausting to write books. Um, with a zillion characters, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they were they were a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, the latest one came out a few months ago. Hey, Stuart, I heard the whole Marvel movie thing is completely over with now. Yeah, I hear that too, man. You know, God, you know, I, I not to not to hijack the show before we even get started, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just started watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, and I love it. Like, I, I, great. I yeah. it's darker than I expected. It's really yeah. kind of wild. Like, I hear, you know, I hear really good things from people who've actually seen the Marvels too. Yes. Really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm Stuart. I'm a little behind on my Marvel movies. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy too. volume three. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I haven't. It's really good. Okay. All right. All right. Now, before we begin the interview, I want to give a big shout out to Hannah Bahedri of Superfan Promotions. 
um, for setting, you know, Hannah, thank you very much for setting up this interview and providing advanced reading copies. Thank you very much. Now, listeners, Hannah has played a big part in helping us at the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast to set up our interview episodes. It was back in 2020, she reached out to us to see if we would be interested in interviewing Eric Palicki to promote Blacksmith from Ahoy Comics. And so, Hannah, for the last three years, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. Thank you very much. Stuart and Tom, would you like to add anything to that? Oh, I'm I'm in Hannah's fan club. She's great. She's not only like incredibly responsible and well organized and the right person to be doing this, but she's she's one of the funniest writers we work with. She's uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. I can't stand her. <laughs> she's awful. She's just awful. Uh, no, she is. I mean, actually, I can't stand her because she's such a good writer. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, she's no, she's great. She uh, she makes everything we do. Uh, she helps. She and David Hyde both um, just uh, help us reach so many more people than we would otherwise. And yes, Hannah. Um, Hannah, I worked with Hannah directly on the um, the Ahoy Prose serial um, for the this fall. Uh, Partially naked came the corpse, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And yes. that was great too. That was wonderful. Yeah. So. Now, uh, before we start getting into the nitty gritties of the questions and so forth, um, I got some of my information from, I've read the um, article that Tom and Stuart have done interviews for, The Beat, the blog of comics culture, um, that there was an article written on November 16th um, by Zachary Quantis. I, I'm sorry, I'm, Zach, I'm, pronounced, I'm mispronouncing your last name. And also, um, you guys did an interview with Fanbase Press. Um, you guys were interviewed by Barbara Dillon, a fan of the podcast. That article was released on November 9th. Now, listeners, if you guys get a chance, please check out those great interviews. Tom, I'm going to start with you first. Um, where can listeners follow you on social media? Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I still have a Twitter account, but mm-hmm. I just uh, use it to plug things and retweet and stuff. And that's Tom Pyre at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have a Tom Pyre account at Blue Sky, which if I'm gonna if I'm gonna post something funny, it'll come from there now. <laughs> Cause, okay. Because <laughs> I'm mad at Twitter <laughs> for being Nazis. Yes, Stuart. What about you? Well, I'm still on the Nazi platform. I'm afraid <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Stuart Moore one on Facebook, which I'm using a little more now actually, and uh, and on Twitter, same address, and Stuart Moore O one on Instagram. Uh, and I guess threads now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I have a website, uh, StuartMoreWriter.com, which badly needs to be updated. Um, but that is a good uh, that that is a good sort of uh, that that has listings on all my older books and, uh, and mm-hmm. all the stuff I've done, especially in prose of the last few. What years. about what about Blue Sky? Aren't you there? I am on Blue Sky. I don't remember what my address is. <laughs> it's just Stuart Moore. <laughs> I think it's just Stuart Moore. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um. So, um, Tom, I, I, I know you, I know you, um, yeah, I know for me, for Twitter, for me, Twitter is I'm getting attacked by the, uh, AI porn bots. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah. They all uh, want to be friends with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, how, how does it go? The, uh, the male AI porn bots want to be you and the, um, the, the female AI porn bots want you something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna continue on. Um uh actually I'm gonna where can listeners follow um Ohoy Comics on social media? 
Oh, that's right. Uh, on Twitter, we're Ahoy Comic Mags. Um, and what are we on Facebook? Uh, Comics Ahoy, isn't it? I think and that's I right. I think that's right. Yeah. And I think we just started doing a little Instagram activity. Yeah, it's Ahoy Comics on uh, on Instagram. Because it's very important to have a different name for every <laughs> platform. <laughs> Good. And then also too, you guys also have the website too, right? For if listeners, yes. um, oh, listeners want to check out, mm -hmm. that's comicsahoy.com. That yeah. is comicsahoy.com, and I finally updated it, so it's uh, it's up to date. Good, Good job. Yeah, my brother's the one who always tells me. He says, "Are you guys still publishing? Like, there's no books past like November on there." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, that's my Whoops. that's my fault. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> So listeners, as you can already hear, you we you guys are in for a treat. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, but it's just going to be fun because we just want to celebrate Ahoy Comics. Um, Tom, I'm going to start. I'm going to ask you this first question. So, how did this all get started? It was like it was like at the post credits scene in those early Marvel movies. We <laughs> <laughs> would. I would just go around and recruit people. I'd walk into their lives <laughs> and, and recruit them into the boy initiative. Wearing, um, wearing sunglasses and a cape, just sort of swirling yeah. around, coming out of the right. mist. There's Pyre. Right. Yeah. Right. Nobody messed with me. And um, but, uh, there's a, a Hart Seeley, our publisher, and Frank Camuso, who's a great cartoonist, and he's our chief creative officer, and I... We all live in Syracuse, New York, and we've all known each other. The three of us have been good friends for decades. And when um, Hart, uh, the, Hart and uh, Frank both worked for the Daily Newspaper, and then like so many people at so many Daily Newspapers, then they didn't work there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so Hart in particular was rooting around for something to do to just fill his days. Mm -hmm. and, and Frank and I are both crazy about comics, so he just sort of he heart came up with the idea. Let's publish some comics. Mm -hmm. And he uh, is a great guy, and he found a bunch of money for us to use. Took care of a lot of the publishing duties. While we, well, I in particular got to do a lot of fun stuff while, mm -hmm. while he was working and just putting together uh, comic books. So we started. Um, we actually started in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. and we started like having meetings about, are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And September 2018, mm -hmm. uh, which is five years ago, this past September, what, our first comic, our first run of comics came out. And that included uh, the book I do with Jamal Eigel, The Wrong yes. Earth. That mm -hmm. was our first one. And um, Stuart's uh, Captain Moore. Or Captain Ginger was in there, Captain Moore. I'm having a stroke here. <laughs> uh, Captain Ginger by Stuart Moore uh, and June Bridman and Roy Richardson was there. And we did uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror and High Heaven, a book that I did with Greg Scott. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so that, that was the beginning of it. And that's kind of what we're looking back on. Mm -hmm. In our fifth anniversary celebration, we we have new adventures of the wrong earth and Captain Ginger. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got something more reflective of the current period, which is this um, acid chimp versus business dog, <laughs> comic, which yeah. which uh, teams up. 
fantastically popular characters from a, a series, <laughs> My Bad and yes. Billionaire Island. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but both of which uh, are written by Mark Russell. My Bad, he writes it with Bryce Engman. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, they're, uh, it's, it's just, a, you know, it's just the cliche team up between a dog and a chimp. <laughs> I like what uh, what Mark said about it recently. He said uh, it was the first team he'd written between two characters who couldn't talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it kept him from overwriting the way he usually does. <laughs> Which he weird. doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a really funny story. It's mm -hmm. acid versus business dog. It was uh, so it's not exactly a team up. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know who you think is going to win, but you'll see. <laughs> And uh, we also have a, we have a series that launched just before the fifth anniversary stuff. Mm -hmm. and that was uh, Project Cryptid, which is a wonderful anthology that yes. editor Sarah Litt put together, which is mm -hmm. all these, you know, uh, monsters that some people believe in. Mm -hmm. about them, which is a brilliant idea. And uh, so that's coming out. And the, the, the cherry on top is this, this thing Stuart put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the back of all of our books during the fifth anniversary season, just the uh, serialized text story mm -hmm. launched by, I'll let you talk about it, Stuart. Yes, yeah, Stuart. Yes. Go it's right ahead. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's called, uh, well, basically um, when we launched Ahoy uh, five years ago, um, we decided from the beginning, and this is, um, I think we were going to talk about this. This is partly where the expression, where the, the slogan expect more came yes. from. Mm -hmm. was that the books have extra features in the back, usually short uh, flash fiction type stories, mm -hmm. um, but often um, also sometimes puzzles or poetry. Um, uh, we've had, we've run little editorial style cartoons occasionally as well. Um, but um, uh, for the, uh, one of the, when we decided to launch that, uh, one of the first people we contacted was Grant Morrison, who Tom and I have both worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. And Grant wrote three, um, three just wonderful little um short stories uh prose stories that ran in our first three books mm -hmm. and i think one of them is up on the comics ahoy website under mm -hmm. um extras um but uh but so it was five years later mm -hmm. so i decided why not contact grant again and i just um i sent them an email and asked them if uh they were um i, I explained what i wanted to do which was a serialized story with um uh, a lot of different writers i wasn't mm -hmm. sure exactly how many yet um and Grant like clicked on it right away. He said, "I have an idea. Like I, I, uh, I know what I want to do." Mm -hmm. And they sent us this thing um, called uh, the um, annual Cozy Detectives Club. In partially naked came the corpse. Mm -hmm. And part one was about five times as long as we expected. It was very long. It ran in the back of Project Cryptid number one. Yes. Um, and then uh, and the story has been running. Uh, it has 13 different writers <laughs> and it's been running in the back of every Ahoy book this fall. It mm -hmm. actually concludes in uh, Captain Ginger, the last feeder number two. Okay. Um, and uh, and it's it's wild. It's just it, it's surreal. But I think I think it hangs together. And mm -hmm. I, I coordinated the whole thing. And by, you know, uh, as soon as I started, I thought, oh, God, what am I doing? Like, this mm -hmm. is going to fall apart. Like someone's going to flake out. Someone's gonna, mm -hmm. And no one did. Like everyone was very responsible. I had yeah. to keep the um, list of contributors a little bit fluid because I had to accommodate everyone's schedule. Mm -hmm. So I moved some people around. Mm -hmm. I brought some people in. I was lucky enough to bring in um, 
uh, we got Alex Segura in a little late yes. and um, and uh, Torin Gronbeck, who writes Thor and the Punisher for Marvel. Oh, um, yes. And we were able to sort of mix them in. But again, I kept having to sort of change the order around a little mm -hmm. bit. The, the one thing I knew was I wanted I wanted to write a chapter, but I wanted it to be late in the process, mm -hmm. just in case the whole thing went completely off the rails mm -hmm. and I could steer it back on, um, which I didn't quite have to do. And uh, but the last three are by Hannah Behedry and me. And then the British writer Keck W finishes it off. Um, and Keck's finale is hilarious. It's, okay. it's really funny. And he really does pull it all together. It's like improv. You just sort of work with what the previous people have done. Um, you take it in your own direction, but you try not to contradict and you try to you try to sort of build onto it and make it something bigger than it was before. Oh, okay. It's all really funny. And it's, uh -huh. uh, I'm surprised it has rails to go back to, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it it's really a treat to read the whole thing. But if you have to, I think you could start in the middle. Maybe Stuart agrees with me. Yeah, I tried pretty hard to um, to come up with brief recaps um, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the installment, um, and the you know the plot is only sort of the point. Uh, a lot of it is really just everyone having fun with this surreal murder mystery that kind of rage, ranges through space and time. Um, Mark Russell, when he wrote his chapter, just sort of took it took it to a Renaissance fair for some reason. Like he just uh, he just moved the location, like, and that was great. And then there's this whole thing with all these. Um, meadow larks these birds they keep getting decapitated and uh <laughs> none of us could quite figure out why i don't think any of us know quite why but it just developed that way <laughs> did grant a... start that? what's that did grant start that the decapitation? no no uh, good? i don't remember it might have been mark russell um i don't remember no it was that it might i think it might have been kirk vanderbeek oh no actually. kidding um He's but like everybody everybody added things like the the middle section i don't remember which book it appeared in i can look it up but uh but the um the middle section is by lisa jante and it's actually a poem mm -hmm. she's written several poems for the back of, uh, of the ahoy comics mm -hmm. and uh because it's a poem it's a little shorter than the others um but mm -hmm. it's just like it 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 has a couple of lines mm -hmm. that i remember hannah and i talked about we both we both puzzled over them and they sort of lead you right to almost to the conclusion. Like it's it's weird. The whole thing has a life of its own. It's very That's strange. Great. And every all the writers you chose are really good and fun yes. to read. Well, um, one of the things we wanted to do, and Tom and I talked about this when we started it, was we wanted to most of the writers we wanted to be people who had contributed several prose stories to Ahoy in the past, uh -huh. um, because we know you know they know our um, they know our sensibility, they know our yes. style. And Nice little sort of celebration and thank you to bring them into as well yes. um, while we're doing this, in addition to bringing in some sort of new friends like mm -hmm. Alex and Torin and uh, mm -hmm. um, I can't remember who else. I don't even remember anymore, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun to put together. I hope people like Let me just mention, because I, I know, because like you said, it's a 13-part series. We already know Grant Morrison wrote the first chapter, but listeners, you know, just go to the Hoy Comics website. Or just pick up one of the um, Ahoy comics, and it's in the back. They have the list of the authors because you guys have a lot, and it's sometimes it's just I don't want you guys to feel bad of oh yeah we should have mentioned this person oh god we forgot their name too you know so it's it's yes so they have a incredible list of writers yeah I'll um, mention too um a, another article on the on the uh, on the website on the comics Ahoy website 
um, actually contains the first two chapters, if you just want to read it, um, by Grant and then Bryce Ingman um, mm -hmm. wrote chapter two. So that's all up there free to read. Okay. All right. Um, this is a dumb question. Um, it's my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to give you a dumb answer. <laughs> so partially naked came the corpse. It's like, as you already mentioned, it's a 13 part chapter. Um, it, it's like a, like a small novel. I, will this be released? Um, as like a backup in a trade or anything, all the chapters or we've we've talked about it, but we haven't figured out how yet. Okay. Um, I, I would like to put it together somehow. I think it read I think it would read really well that way mm -hmm. actually. Um, somewhat to my surprise, I thought it was going to be an incoherent mess, um, but I actually think it kind of works. Um, but we haven't figured out quite the format. It's not long enough to be a novel. It's maybe twenty thousand words total. Mm -hmm. um, I I can almost see it as some sort of like designed up art book. The illustrations by John Proctor for every chapter are wonderful too. Yes. Um, but uh, but like we haven't. So we'll 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 probably do something with it, but we haven't quite puzzled it out yet. Oh, okay. Oh yes. Um. All right. Let me start jumping into. Um, oh, you know what I want before I start jumping into um the uh the two part series that um you guys wrote. I wanted to ask um to please promote the monthly newsletter. From Ahoy Comics, yes. mm -hmm. you know. Yes, it's uh again, it's Hannah. Hannah. It's Daddy. written by that awful, yeah. awful Hannah. That yeah. Terrible yeah. Hannah. It's it. She tries for it. She tries to make it funny, but it's really sad. It's just sad. Like you don't <laughs> want to read it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a delightful so read every so month. It's free. <laughs> um, you had you can subscribe to it uh pretty easily. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bit.ly bit.ly slash news ahoy. And I think everything is lowercase and ahoy is all caps. Bit.ly um, is very case sensitive, which I find offensive. <laughs> it's bit.ly slash news ahoy. Mm -hmm. Ahoy is in all caps. And it, you won't be sorry. It'll take you to a place where you can subscribe. And it's free every month, and it's funny every, and it tells you everything about us. I know, Tom. Thank you very much. Okay, Actually, uh, Tom. I think in the um, I, I just looked it up. I think it might be all lowercase. News Ahoy. It's the whole, uh, is the Ahoy lowercase? Let me check. It is in this one book I just checked, but I don't know okay. for sure. All right, it's all lowercase. Okay. Because uh, it's better to go by what Stuart sees than by what I remember. Well, it might be wrong, but I'm going to check another one just in case, but we can keep well, talking. You know what I'm going to do is navigate there, see if it works. So yeah. how about this, Tom, while Stuart looks it up? How about, this is the perfect way, would you like to talk about the wrong earth? We could be heroes. But before we jump into the two-part, uh, um, the two-parter, for new readers, Tom, what is the wrong earth about? Well, the wrong earth is, a, it's a multiverse story. Uh, it's a relatively simple multiverse story. Uh, it deals with two Earths initially. One is like comics used to be when the comics code was in force, where mm -hmm. the heroes are upstanding and patriotic and um, uh, not terribly violent, and the crimes aren't that serious. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> People just put on flashy costumes and steal jewels, mostly. Mm -hmm. And um, the other planet is Earth Omega. That was Earth Alpha. And Earth Omega, it's more like a post-80s superhero yes. comic mm -hmm. where 
uh, hero is an ultra violent vigilante who sticks it to the man. You know? mm -hmm. And um, so what happens is these two get trapped in each other's worlds and they don't fit in. It's like a, it's like a double Howard the Duck situation. Past <laughs> crime fighters. So that was our first um, series, and it's progressed since then to different status quos and stuff. But it still mostly deals with these two heroes who are the same guy, mm -hmm. and they want the same things, but they're mm -hmm. so different that yes. it's just sort of impossible for them to get along. And I'm going to say, because Tom, I'm going to say I don't, I can't remember if you mentioned it, but the two heroes that you're talking about is Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man, correct? That they swap. Right. Dragonfly Man is the old-fashioned comics mm -hmm. code guy who mm -hmm. will uh, help you across the street. And <laughs> Dragonfly is the uh, is the guy whose way you better not get in. <laughs> um, before I continue on, Stuart, I'm going to ask, were you able to find um, the, I guess, like the, the bit.ly yeah, for yeah. the... Okay. Yeah, it is um, uh, bit.ly uh, slash news ahoy, all lowercase. I just typed it in. It, it yeah. works that way. Maybe it works the other way, too. I don't know. Um, it does. Yeah. It doesn't. Oh, okay. So if you have if you have to read that awful, awful Hannibal Hedry's newsletter, that's how you do it. <laughs> well, you should read it out of guilt, really. <laughs> that's right, yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's why I read it. We're really, this may not come across to listeners. I don't know. We're, um, we love Hannah. We love the newsletter. And uh, we love David Hyde, too, who was a super mm -hmm. fan. Um, they're, uh, they're both like su such an integral part of everything Ahoy does. Um, mm -hmm. so we're just, we're just having fun in case that yes. doesn't come across. And that, and Stuart, I'm going to say thank you very much. Like I said, we want to have fun on this, on this, you know, during this interview, you know, um, and the other thing too, is that for listeners and because Tom, I'll, I'll uh, before I get to my next question is that this is what I love about Ahoy Comics. You know, it, it's just, it's just, it, there's so much fun in it. Um, there's stories that are a little dark and serious, like the crime noir um, blacksmith, you know, it's very, it's written, it's written by Eric Palicki. Oh my God. I can't remember who the artist is, but it's very good. But there are scenes that are, but there is one scene that um, is very relatable and very, and it was like, out of left field but it was very relatable and very real and it's in the first volume where um i know the um it was like the minotaur or a minotaur the minotaur is driving in a car with a vampire during the day and it's tom i think you know what scene i'm talking about and oh, yeah. the, the way the, the all the all the um you know um it has to you know it has to be tinted so dark because the vampire driving during the day to be protected. <laughs> what does the Minotaur do? He accidentally lets a fart out. And they're like, oh my, they're like, oh God. It's like someone rolled down the wind. And then you hear the vampire go, no, no, you can't. I'm going to burn. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. uh, that was, that was great. You know, yeah, it, that, that book to me um, has uh, some of the feel of classic Buffy where you, t you have older sort of old monster and horror archetypes kind of, reinterpreted in an in a slightly irreverent way like that for the modern world mm -hmm. um i think eric's got a real touch for that oh yeah so that's all right. right um i'm going to continue so tom what is the current two-part story about well it sort of sets up um it resolves some things we had set up earlier mm -hmm. that, 
are pretty simple to follow if you didn't read them. But um, we had uh, we just did a series where <laughs> Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man were trapped on a third Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the beginning of this two-parter, the first half is all about what happens on Campy Earth Alpha when there's no mass crime fighters around to protect them. Yes. And it's terrible. I mean, all the costume crime, all the costume criminals just take over society. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, without what what can what can they do about it when there's no dragonfly man? Yes. So that's about. And then the second part of it kind of sets up where we're going, yes. and, uh, which will be very soon. We're not going to have a very long lag time between this and the next series. Mm-hmm. Now, readers, I'm going to let you know that because um that this that this two part series um the wrong earth we could be heroes in the first issue there's a nice if you if you're new to it and you're going to go what's going on okay i kind of sort of know what's going on but wait why are all the criminals running around i love it how um tom and jamal they do a nice little recap it's just it's very concise and to the point <clears throat> and it brings everyone up to speed you know, and I, that's one of the things I love. It's not like, yeah. it, and it's in a couple, I think two or three panels, I think you showed it in, and it's very good. Yeah, the, the series sounds like it, it's gotten to the point. It has a it has a, a lot of characters, but it's not complicated to read. Like it's yes. uh, it, it's actually very easy to jump into um, for the most part. I'm I'm religious about um, being clear and mm-hmm. letting everyone know what everything is, so they can just jump in and start enjoying it and. And I'm and I always make sure the pages are numbered. I want everything <laughs> to be easy for everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I didn't um, I didn't mean to laugh when you said I want to make sure every page is numbered. You know, sorry. Oh, you were supposed to laugh when I said that. <laughs> okay. <It's so> all, right. <laughs> all right. So now I'm gonna um let, uh, let me preface this question, Tom and Stuart, you can jump in. Now, when I read this two part series, I get the vibe that it's one of those Nice Silver Age Justice League crossover two-part stories. Oh, right. That's the thing I love. And also, there's a bit of a touch of Crisis on Infinite Earth where Jamal, in the first issue, is like, oh my god, there's little callbacks, just very little callbacks. Like the overlapping Earth. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. And then the faces of, you see, Dragonfly Man, Dragonfly, Stinger, you know, um, now, may I ask, you know, if The Wrong Earth is a love letter to the past DC comics? Part of it is, yeah. I mean, it's just in my DNA. That's mm-hmm. what I, I was very, very young, got plugged into DC comics and a little later Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, that's part of the, a big part of the reason I do this is because I still love what I loved um, yes. when I was very young. Mm-hmm. So I just just to my sort of like I'm just I'm just cosplaying these old editors who, and writers who were around 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the whole point of my life. I want to ask Stuart, do you want to add anything to this? Um, well, I was going to say I I, uh, I think uh, it's funny you talk about this stuff being in your DNA because you know we, Captain Ginger, which we're going to talk about soon. Oh, um, yeah. That's totally my DNA. That's um. That's a cats in Star Trek and uh, yeah, and, yeah. and Battlestar Galactica too. Like it's a lot of things, really. Um, but uh, but it's all stuff that uh, I I can just channel. Like I just sit down. I, I just I just I just love to write it. And it's um 
well, it's thanks to June Brigman that the whole thing works. But um, but it's uh, it's it's really it's really gratifying when you do something like that and people relate to it. People uh, people right. respond to it in you know in a way because these books, I think these books really do come from the heart for both of us. They do, they do. And the trick is to really draw on what you love and what you always loved and what mm -hmm. you love as a child without making it a nostalgia trip. And like yeah. to give it something, some reason to exist today. And, um, that's what we really try to do. Stuart, you gave a perfect segue. Let's talk about Captain Ginger, the last feeder. Now, for um, for listeners and new readers, I'm going to say even for me, what is Captain Ginger about? Well, we know it's, it's, about, it's, it's, it's about a bunch of cats. It's about a bunch of cats running Starship, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, in a little more detail, it's um, <laughs> it's what happens after the uh, the human race dies out, mm -hmm. um, and the cats take over one starship. They're just uh, they were um, experimental animals being being worked on, and intelligence increase and um, and uh, physically enhanced as well. Like they're mm -hmm. larger than regular cats. Um, so they now have to run this ship that was not designed for them um, and is very old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so they have to and, and cats are not inherently pack creatures. They're not good at working together. Mm -hmm. So um, so they have to learn to do that as well. And they have to learn to accept an authority, which is part of why um, Captain Ginger's status his like mm -hmm. his his role as captain of the ship is always very precarious. Like he. Um, Cats don't like to take orders. Um, I have one around here who won't do a thing I say. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that's that's all part of it as well. Like it's a it's kind of about societies. It's kind of about survival, um, and it's a lot about just jokes about litter boxes and um, yes. and uh, you know <laughs> having to eat emergency rations out of little cans, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, and and June Brigman, uh, my collaborator and co-creator on this. Um, she really makes all that work. She just loves to draw cats. And she and her husband, Roy Richardson, who inks the book, um, have uh, they have an enormous number of cats. I can't keep track of how many. Last I knew it was eight or nine. Mm -hmm. um, so she has lots of reference around. And she's mm -hmm. just so good at um, capturing the way they move and the way they look and yes. giving them sort of more human intelligence, <laughs> intelligent expressions and body language mm -hmm. while still making them cats, like mm -hmm. while, while keeping them cats. So, um, so it's just, it's just always great to work with. Also her storytelling is just perfect. Like it's just impeccable. Like it's never confusing. Um, even, uh, Tom, you'll appreciate this as a, as an, cause you, you were editing books. You, you and I were both taught comics editing by some of the, some of the, uh, some of the people who've been in the industry for a while. And she always has the characters talking in the right order, like, which is, um, which is almost a lost art. <laughs> it's not anything a reader would ever notice, mm -hmm. um, but it makes my life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Jamal's good at that too. Yeah. Now, Stuart, um, bring us up to speed. What is this two-part limited series about? Okay. This is about, um, uh, what happens when uh, rather suddenly Captain Ginger is uh, uh, <laughs> teleported off his starship uh, mm -hmm. using a technology he didn't even know existed um, and finds himself on a space station that may or may not contain the secret of his father, whom he's mm -hmm. never known. Captain Ginger is the only ginger cat aboard um, aboard his starship, which the um, humans originally called Intrepid, but which uh, they call the Hiss, Bite, Claw, Sometimes Fall. Um, it's just sort of cat language, <laughs> um, but, uh, 
but um, but he's never known who his father was. His mother won't, wouldn't talk about it. Um, and so there's an old ginger cat out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is about what happens when he, he finds himself on this um, rather mysterious space station mm-hmm. that may contain the secrets to that and or may contain the secrets to um, what remains of the human race and what might come next mm-hmm. um, for humanity. Um, so and within that, it's a um, I hope it's a um, it's just sort of a it's just sort of a fast paced adventure as well. Um, and uh, I uh, I really tried to leave um, room at the end for the cats to really sh- be cats and show off what they can do and rip things apart and fire blasters and do all kinds of <laughs> Fun yes. stuff that cats do. <laughs> Thankfully, my cat has not learned to run, to operate a blaster. Uh, <laughs> that would not work out well for me. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I I hope I hope people like it. I I had a lot of fun with it, and June put everything into it. She put her all into it. It's beautiful. This this two part is exceptional. I was so happy reading it. The climax is perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's um. Yeah, in a way, we did. We we sort of did two different things with these books, I think, because um, the Wrong Earth, We Could Be Heroes, really sets up the next series, which is, as Tom said, is coming very soon. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> Captain Ginger, the Last Feeder, is a little more of a capper on what we've done so far. It's a. I think you can jump right into it. You don't have to have read the earlier material. Um, but it really sort of it it brings some of the character threads we've done around a mm-hmm. bit, and um. And kind of clears the decks for what uh, what might come next. Oh, okay. Because um, listeners, because before um, we started the interview, I talked to Stuart. I told Stuart that I'm really not too familiar with Captain Ginger, but I've read the first two issues and I'm I love it. I'm hooked. And you're right because when I just start to read um, the first issue of the last feeder, I didn't need to go. Wait a minute, who is this person? What is going on? It's it, it was just an it was an easy access for me to just. Oh, good. Just I'm very glad right to hear in. that. I'm very yeah. glad to hear that because I always try to do that. And you sometimes you get too close to the story. and you, So that's mm-hmm. that's really nice. It was really easy for me to keep everyone straight because I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I endeavor. I, I, I work toward that sort of ennui on the part of my readers. I, I think that, <laughs> sort of, that sort of uncaring. Oh, what the hell? You know? Bullseye. Bullseye. <laughs> um. Stuart, let me just <laughs> all right. Let me let me ask this one question. You mentioned the um the starship Intrepid. When I saw the ship the first time, is it based off Star Blazer's space battleship Yamato? It looks like it. Yeah, you know, I've never talked to June about that. I didn't give her much direction for the design of the ship. Uh-huh. She pretty much came up with it. Um. I suspect that that's a coincidence and that they're both okay. designed to look like a battleship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looks like a real battleship. There's something else I see in it um, that I've also never asked June about, which is it kind of reminds me of the flying ship in Yogi's Ark Lark, um, which oh. was a, um, an animated cartoon from the 70s. With it. it was the first one that teamed up Yogi Bear with all the other Hanna-Barbera characters. And they were just flying along in this flying oh. ark. Uh-huh. Um, looks like our <laughs> ship looks a little like that too, but I don't know if I don't know if that's a coincidence. But I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, 
Fun I, I think it really, I, I think it really is patterned after an actual marine battleship. Oh yeah, um, and I think that probably probably all three of the the ships we're talking <laughs> about are. So like, we're we're going down a pop culture rabbit hole when there's probably a simpler explanation. Yes, <laughs> but right, the rabbit so, hole's fun. So. Oh yes, yes. All right, so fun question, Stuart, and you know, um, does the uh, does your cat or any of the Ahoy staff, um pets make cameo in this two-part series <laughs> <laughs> well when um when we started captain ginger um both june and i we each had a ginger cat and i think mm-hmm. we both sort of based the character a little bit on our our own cats uh, mine is no longer with us sadly um and i don't think hers is either mm-hmm. um so i don't uh no my cat uh, i have a wonderful little um tiny tiger cat named uh bb who was whose brother was the ginger cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but she doesn't really fit in there. I did put a character named BB in at the beginning, but um, she was very minor. And I don't even remember if she physically resembled her. Um, mm-hmm. Tom, this is just a funny question I'm going to ask. Um, please, and so when Stuart um, ran this spot, did Stuart ask you, hey, can we start putting Ahoy staff um, pets in into my book? <laughs> did you say yes or no? Or was this like, no, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Stuart does what he wants. <laughs> Stuart knows it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember us getting into pets too much. Like, does Hart have pets? I don't even know. Um, not currently. He's had dogs. He's had dogs. Yeah, that's right. And I've had cats too, but not for a long. Time. When we use the um, the second series of Captain Ginger, Dog World, um, involves intelligent dogs as well, and that I had to pretty much leave to. June, June, among other things, um, does wonderful animal illustrations for um, for magazines as well, like real life animal yeah. illustrations. And she knew all the breeds. I just let her. I, I sort of told her the um, the various characters, like in the various characterizations of the yes. different dogs. She said, "Oh, that sounds like a greyhound, you know, like or that's a the setter, you know, uh-huh. like she she that was uh, that was mostly her. She is really something. She's great." Um. Um, before I, we still have a little bit more time, I'm going to ask, are there any other Ahoy comics um, that you guys want to um, promote? Like we've already talked about Project Cryptid, which is very good. I love um, I, I, I'm sorry. My my story I love is um, Alisa Quitney's and Morissette's short story about the um, Chupacara, I believe it's called. That I love. Yeah. 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 The Chupawala. Or Chupawawa. Keep a cover and a Chihuahua, mate. Yeah, it's a great story. I love that one. <laughs> I, had so to give a, uh, I had to give a presentation for Project Cryptid to Simon & Schuster recently, our book distributor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very proud of myself that I was able to say Chupawawa, offspring of a Chupacabra and a Chihuahua, like perfectly the first time. Like, <laughs> I, I, I knew I was going to screw it up, but I didn't. <laughs> But yeah, it's a very funny story. It's a very witty story. And, and Morissette's, he's just an amazing artist. Yes. Um, he, he's, his stuff is beautiful. I love his works. His cover is yes. stunning always. He did um, the cover to the first issue of Con and On, um, which we were right. talking about a little bit earlier, and, uh, and which is the cover of the trade paperback, too, I think. And that's a that's a wild book. That's by uh, Paul Cornell and Marika Cresta. And um, that is about uh, five separate years in the lives of a group of comic book professionals and fans mm-hmm. as they attend the same giant mm-hmm. uh, West Coast comic convention every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hops like five or 
six years every time, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it starts in, when does it start? It starts in the 90s sometimes. Yes, it does start yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, like the early 90s. And it goes through to 2022. So it's um, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's very, it's very well observed. It's very touching. It's like where the, where things come around. And it's, um, it's a, it's a celebration of fandom and comics, but it's also oddly sad at, at times. Like it, uh, it, it really, it really kind of gets to you after a while. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's really good. Really good. I'm a, well, the third volume of second coming, I think just came out. Second yes. coming in the, uh, trait. the mm -hmm. paperback and, and uh, it's just such a beautiful piece of writing and art. It is yes. such a good story. And uh, Second Coming, if you don't know, deals with uh, the world's most powerful superhero and his relationship to a, uh, once again, resurrected Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and uh, their friendship. Yes. And people were kind of expecting it to be a savage satire of religion, and it is definitely not that. It's, it's an examination of uh, the uses of two kinds of power, you know, this sort of gentle, soft power of Christian, uh, Jesus Christ and the sort of two-fisted power of a superhero. Uh, it's, it's just excellent, but the new series, Trinity, is so moving mm -hmm. and so yeah. super that it's just, it's, it, it, I couldn't recommend it more. It's also like the, the, the series is also, uh, in addition to being everything Tom just said, it's also just a very funny buddy comedy. Um, yep. with these, uh, these two characters who both have different, different sorts of powers and very, uh, very different approaches on uh, to how to use them. Um, but it's just a lot of it is about babysitting and, you know, trying yes. to get through life. And in addition to fighting supervillains and dealing with God, who's a major supporting character and is always very disappointed with his son. Um, so, uh, so there's all of that in there. And yeah, um, the third volume Trinity really takes it to another level. It's, um, it, it, uh, it gets very, um, there's some very wrenching family stuff in there. Um, it, it, it really, it, it's like, it's like Mark really took his time laying the groundwork, had a lot of fun set up, wrote a very entertaining story. And then about halfway through Trinity, he just kind of like, it's like he slams you in the head with it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Absolutely right. Mark has this sensational gift as a writer, which mm -hmm. is that you can think about something very deeply and communicate it in a way that goes down easily. Like mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, um, it's it's a rare gift. Um, I'm going to say as, as a Christian, I did look through at least the first two volumes of Second Coming, and I start to read the third, the you know the Trinity. And Tom, you are right. It is very moving. It's very touching. Um, it um, it doesn't poke fun at Christianity. And I'm gonna let's be honest, okay? And, be, and I'll be honest as a Christian is that we also make fun of the Bible. We make fun of yeah. Jesus. Like a friend of mine, me and my friend of mine would say, "Why do we have to go to church every Sunday? It's the same message, you know. <laughs> you know, Jesus came to earth. He forgave our sins, and you know, but." Trinity, but it's very touching. It's very moving. Um, it's very thought-provoking in a sense of thought-provoking of how was my walk with Jesus? Because there's some scenes where Mark, you know, where he's having Jesus, you know, preach to his, 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 he sets up a new church and Jesus, and I love it where Jesus goes, you know, he starts talking about why are you guys buying $5 coffees at your churches? And I was like, oh God, you know, it's like, because you know i've 
you know, we've because I've been to churches where it's like they serve coffee and we should drink our coffee outside before we come in. Or it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, it's the money changer scene in the Bible. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it really it it really makes you stop and think. It really does. But also, too, like you said, there's and Stuart and Tom, like it's not only just about um the story about Jesus, but also about Sunstar, too. And when he was growing up and and, for, and I'm not going to spoil how he lost his parents. But it was like, oh, my God, it put a different spin on how I read, you know, because we've read Superman. I've read Superman comics in the 70s and you see Superman fly, you know, grabs Lois and he flies off into the outer atmosphere. He lands and Lois is all great. And she's like, yay. <laughs> but we never think about the well, we never think about the physical realities of, oh, my God, what happens if we do fly someone out, you know, the, to the outer edges of the, of the atmosphere? Well, like I say, it's very touching. It's very moving. It is. Uh, it really is. Yeah. And then Stuart, like you said, Con and on. Oh my God. That is um that is an amazing series. It's very nice. And yet, like you said, it's a little heartbreaking too. It is. Yes. Oh. The uh the, the trade paperback of that one will be out in late March. But yeah, but it's a very good um I'm gonna slowly wrap things up. I'm gonna ask, well, before I before I wrap up, do you guys want to, is there any other things you guys want to, um, any other Ahoy comic um, you guys want to promote or anything, anything else? I'd like to say that, and this is, uh, this won't thrill you, but <laughs> 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 there, we're going to make a couple of huge announcements for 2024 that, that I think will really spin the propellers on your hats. I mean, they're going to be just <laughs> We have big announcements coming, a couple right. of extremely huge, huger projects than usual. Mm -hmm. and I think they're very exciting, and I wish I could tell you what they are, but I no, can't. no, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really wish we could, Tom. You just got in some pages from one of them today that are gorgeous. They're so beautiful. <laughs> it's really something. We really did. So funny question, Tom. So like you say, these huge announcements. Um, it's going to spin our propellers on our little caps. Are you guys going to be, you know, like sending out caps to um, comic book shops to say, hey, you know, <laughs> these are the big announcements. <laughs> we'll send you one, Jason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think that would make us look like nerds. I don't really think we should do that. Okay. Know? All right. Oh, propeller beanies are cool, Stuart. <laughs> oh, I can't keep up. I'm sorry. All right. Um, now. Before I ask this question, um, you know, like, because we all, Stuart, Tom, you guys said you guys love comics. You love reading comics. I love reading comics. And I'm going to be honest, I am not looking for dirt or negative comments about other publishers because I believe each publisher brings something different to the table. Stuart, I'm going to start with you first. And then, Tom, what do you love working with? Um, what do you love about working at Ahoy Comics? Well, my, my work at Ahoy is um, is freelance, but um, I've learned a lot of things. I'm working with um, distributors and uh, and um, uh, a lot of ends of the business that I haven't done before. And that's been great. That's been really educational. Mm -hmm. um, as far as writing, I like that uh, they trust me. Um, they, mm -hmm. Actually, that's true on, in every aspect of what I do at, at Ahoy. I'm, I'm trusted. It doesn't mean I win every argument. Mm -hmm. I would never expect that. Um, but um, but it's a. Uh, it's probably of any place I've ever worked, the place where um, I feel um, 
I feel the most respected. I feel like the most like people, um, people I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, and, and I do feel like all of us are pretty much in tune with the vision of the place. Um, mm -hmm. like it's, uh, it, there, there, we, we can argue, we argue a lot about strategy or, uh, you know, an artist here or there or, or, um, or how to promote things, things like that. But I think we're all pretty, uh, I think we're all pretty in sync about um, the kind of books we're trying to do and what um, and 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 uh, how how we want to get them across. And that's um, that's a that's a very important thing. And it makes it just makes everything a lot easier and smoother and nicer. Well, again, when Stuart talks about how much we trust him and stuff, he's misinterpreting the fact that we just don't <laughs> care that much. <laughs> uh, I thought I was just confusing you, so you were. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we got to send copies, this many copies to Simon and Schuster, and do this with it." And you're like, "All right, you know, whatever, whatever, dude, like whatever you, whatever you're talking about." Um, but uh, yes, we trust you, Stuart. However, however, no, just working on work you believe in with people you really like is heaven. I mean, it's great. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I don't want to do anything else. Um, Stuart and Tom, I'm going to close with that. So, because we're pretty much almost out of time. Um, Tom, Stuart, Mahalo, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. I wish you, you know, again, happy fifth anniversary. I wish you guys continued success, especially in 2024. I cannot wait to hear what is, um, announcements you guys have set up. Um, I also want to thank Hannah Superfan Promotion for setting up this interview and sending oh, her again. My yes, God. her again. <laughs> what is this, the Hannah show? Yes, it is. <laughs> Comics for fun, profit, and Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you are a new reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out Tom's two-part story, The Wrong Earth, We Could Be Heroes. Issue 1 is out already in stores. Issue 2 comes out on December 6th. And Stuart's two-part Captain Ginger story, The Last Feeder. Issue 1 is already out in stores. Issue 2 comes out on December 13th. Listeners, I love reading Ahoy comics because they have a wide range of stories they tell. They're, it ranges from horror to crime noir, as I mentioned, Blacksmith, to fun anthologies such as Project Cryptid. The most important thing I love about Ahoy Comics is that it's, and as Tom and Stuart has said, it's made with love. It's a love for storytelling and a love for comics. Tom, Stuart, and I'm being, I'm being serious on this part. Listeners, if you have a friend or if you, you know, if you have a friend who loves comics, pick up um, the Wrong Earth trade or even this two-part series and just, and the Captain, either a Captain Ginger trade or this two-part Captain Ginger story or, or Serial or any of the other Ahoy comics and just bundle it together. Give it as a Christmas present or as a birthday present, you know, for your friends to check out. I want to thank Drew. Can, I'm sorry. Can I just jump in? I just wanted to mention that because we forgot to say this before. Um, the, the books are all also available on Amazon Comicsology and on the Omnibus app. If you prefer digital editions or can't find the physical ones. No, but that's perfect. That That is perfect. Thank you very much, Stuart, for mentioning that. I want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And thank you, listeners. Um, if you um, if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And listeners, you know, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics. 
Lake Country Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredical. Um, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.